Get ready for the podcast that will help you not only to succeed, but to thrive in vision loss so that you can be the most successful person you can be despite your vision loss. And to give you all of these tips, here is a visually impaired life coach himself who knows his stuff. Give it up for Chris Carroll. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thriving with Vision Loss podcast, where it is our hope that we make your journey through blindness easier, and we do help you indeed thrive with vision loss. I, of course, am your host, Chris Carroll, and with me, as always, in the studio is my wonderfully equipped and multi-talented sound editor, producer, and all-around go-to girl, Stacy Gallagher. Say hello, Stacy. Hello, everybody. This is Stacy Gallagher, a.k.a. Crazy Stacy 25 and we're kicking it in the studio. All right, and today's topic is going to be a little unusual. Today, we're going to talk about handling health problems other than vision loss. I, like so many of you, I'm sure, actually have quite a few health problems. The first health problem I have is COPD. The second health problem I have is a damaged back. My back, I was hit in an automobile accident, and I've got eight discs up my back and in my neck that are torn, ruptured, or herniated. So I've got all kinds of problems, plus the disc actually pinch my sciatic nerves and my occipital nerves on both sides. So you can imagine that's wonderful. But I have found that vision loss makes it so complicated to deal with that. Of course, I take medicines every day. So part of what I had to learn was medication management. I can't see the labels. So I don't know if I have to depend on the labels. I don't know what drug I'm taking. Thankfully, CVS offered me the talking labels. And so did Walgreens. But the truth is the talking labels work about half the time. So I had to figure out a place to put every medication I take and know what they were. And I actually have the order written down in my phone as to where they're placed in the medicine chest. So like I know on the first shelf, third in is my atorvastatin. And some of the containers, of course, are Very recognizable. I have to use an inhaler for my COPD. And so that one's recognizable. I know what that one is. But that's only the first problem. Then comes the problem of just not wanting to do anything. I don't know how many of y'all have chronic pain conditions or even acute pain conditions. 
But if you have pain conditions at all, man, there are days you just don't have it. You just can't move. One of my biggest struggles is rain. When it rains down here, and it rains a lot in South Florida, and that barometric pressure changes, man, I just want to go curl up into a ball and cry for my back. I mean, I'm just that in, in that much agony. You know, I actually have a chiropractor, a pain management doctor, and a masseuse. But there are times when nothing is enough, where there's nothing you can do. No matter what drugs I take, no matter what I do, no matter what stretches I take, nothing helps. But I have found out that if I exercise regularly, if I stretch, if I walk, If I hydrate, yes, hydration affects pain too. Hydration affects everything. Our body is, what, 93% water. So you got to replace that water. But I have to do something every day. I take Sundays off because that's my day to take off. But six days a week, I'm up moving and exercising. And, and it's particularly tough with the COPD. It would be good for me to get in a pool, be great for my back and joints. But I can't do it with my COPD. So I just do what I can do. And, you know, there's lots of tips for managing health issues, pain issues, you know. One of the things I have found is meditation is wonderful at that. Sometimes meditation is the only way I get through the day, man. And like I said, they're stretching. And believe it or not, the body can take a whole lot more pain than we give it credit for. You know, I'm one of those guys who at the first little inkling, I want to run for my medicine chest. I want to grab the opiate or grab the muscle relaxer or grab something. But a lot of times it's not needed. I have learned to wait because I don't want to become overly addicted to these opiates. And I want to be able to stop and just chill and you know, uh, at this point it a little weaning off of it, but it's something I have to do for quality of life. And that's the thing that I'm aiming for with everything, even with my coaching business, which is thriving with vision loss, where I actually teach you how to thrive with vision loss. I am all about quality of life. Not so much worried about the quantity. I want the quality. I want to be able to know that I have done everything this day that I could do to make somebody else's life better. And as a result, I have made my own life better. And as I said, there's all kinds of other physical ailments 
Some of them painful, some of them are chronic, some of them involve digestion. But they don't have to be a lifelong sentence on your enjoyment of life as vision loss does not. You know, you just have to make the best of what you can. And as I spoke about in the episode I did with sleep, you've got to learn to listen to your body. Your body will tell you what it needs. If it needs rest, if it needs sleep, if it needs stretching, if it needs laying on the couch being a zombie, whatever it needs, your body will tell you. We just have to learn how to listen. And of course, vision loss just complicates everything, as we all know. But we're obviously strong enough to take it. One of the things I look at is, you know, I have faced everything in my life so far and have come through it great. And because I have come through it great, I'm not afraid of the next thing I'm going to face because I'll get through that too. We tend to think of ourselves as lesser human beings for some reason and think others are more important than us, and we end up not taking care of ourselves. And that, of course, leads to other health problems in addition to the vision loss and whatever else we're dealing with. So we have to stop that, folks. We have to stop that. We've got to put ourselves first. We are worthy human beings, and we must do what we have to do to make ourselves better. That's a, that's vital. And what vital means is can't be done without. It's just got to happen. So it's time. It's time we as a community, we as a people, and we as persons started taking care of ourselves and got over the what will others think, what should I do? No, get over it. Get over it and move on and start putting yourself first. You know, I hear people say, well, I'm married. Shouldn't I put my mate first? Or I have children. Shouldn't I put my children first? Absolutely not. Because if you're not in the picture and you're not taking care of yourself, there is no marriage. If you're not in the picture and you're not taking care of yourself, there is no mother or father for those kids. The way this thing should run is you put your God first. Then you put yourself. Then you put your mate. Then you put your children. You know, you only have your children for about 18 to 22 years. And then they move on and go about their life. So they're not permanent. And before you had children, there was a you and your partner. And before there was a you and your partner, there was a you. So you should be at the top of the list ahead of everybody else. 
And what that means is you should put your needs ahead of everybody else's wants. We tend to get that confused. We put everybody's wants ahead of our needs. No. <laughs> you know, that's why when a plane goes down and the oxygen comes out, they say put your own mask on first before you put your child's on. Because if you put... just fine so you have to take care of yourself first and whatever the other chronic health conditions are or acute health conditions you got to take care of them so you'll be right so you can be right for yourself and others we just tend not to do that we tend not to take care of ourselves and that is just not right and it has to stop. But it has to stop with a decision from you. And the decision from you is, am I worthy of taking care of or am I not? And quite frankly, I think each and every one of my listeners are. Everybody's worthy of being taken care of. Of doing the right things for themselves of doing the right things for their partners. The way I look at it, you know, my children's needs should come ahead of my wants, just as my partner's needs should come ahead of my wants. But my needs should come ahead of everybody else's. And that's needs, not wants. You know, I may want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I need to eat. And if all I got available is chicken, I need to eat that chicken. Because I need to eat. It's not what I want. It's what I got. So I have to take care of my needs first. <clears throat> and everything we think is a need is not necessarily a need. The PS4 is not a need. I don't care what anybody says. The PlayStation is not a need. The fine car is not a need. You need a car. You want a Jaguar. When it comes down to taking care of us, we have to do those things necessary. And if those things necessary are taking 10 minutes away from the children, or 30 minutes away, or 45, to take some medication because we suffer from migraines and we need to go into a cold, dark place, give the meditation time to work, get away from the light, then that's what has to happen. The partners, the in-laws, whomever, will just have to understand that you need this time and they need to step up for you. Because taking care of ourselves with chronic health conditions is not a want. It's a need. If I need 
to go lay down on the floor because the hardness helps my back and I'm there for 45 minutes or an hour, my partner just has to understand I'm doing what I have to do. It's not what I want to do. Nobody likes laying on a tile floor. But it does help, believe it or not. So that's what I need to do. And we have to learn to put our needs first. And that's my talk from the bully pulpit today. Remember, you are worthy. You deserve the best care you can give yourself. And also remember that this podcast spreads by y'all's good graces. And everybody can learn to thrive with vision loss with your help. So if all of my listeners would like, subscribe, comment, and share on whatever platform they get this podcast on, it will go to more people who need to hear this message. And also remember that happiness is a choice. So go out and make today the best day you want to have. Thanks for listening to Thriving with Vision Loss with Chris Carroll, the podcast to help you or your loved one to not only succeed, but to thrive with vision loss. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to Chris, you can email him at thrivingwithvisionloss at gmail.com or search for him, Thriving with Vision Loss, on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on another episode of Thriving with Vision Loss. Take care and God bless.